Now streaming now, 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 now streaming now. Welcome to another very exciting episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your host, Handsome Drew, joined as always by not so handsome Kyle Cox. And my uh, medium handsome Drew with a U, and I'm objectively the most handsome person on this episode, on this podcast. Well, you're definitely the shortest, and height has a big. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that height is like unequally weighted in this determination. So, welcome to not the podcast you deserve tonight. It's another Christmas episode because just like an advent calendar, you think you're ready for all of it, and then when you get about three weeks in, you're like, "Are we still doing this? We are. We're still doing it." Welcome to another Christmas episode. And just like every Hallmark movie ever, we don't stop. We give the people what they want. But Hallmark movies were actually the inspiration behind this episode. Uh, If you've listened to the podcast for a little bit, you might know that I have a pretty big soapbox about Hallmark movies. And the fact that you could pretty much throw a dart at a dictionary and come up with a Hallmark movie that just says a Christmas and then that word. And we tested it this year to see what could happen. So I wrote down a bunch of different nouns in, and tried to make them as random as possible and uh, switched them up in a hat, had the guys pick a number, and which was one step too many, right? I didn't need to put them in a hat and then have them pick a number. That was, <laughs> right? Like, we're anyway, <laughs> I got a little ahead of myself. I was pretty excited about it. I gave everybody a homework assignment. They got a random noun and had to go find a Christmas that noun and find the movie that fit it the most. Uh, some of these were kind of hard, so I was willing to give them a little flexibility with how they interpreted it. Uh, Drew Allen, his noun was soap. So he had to find a Christmas movie that either was about or pertaining to soap, a soap maker uh a soap star i don't know something along a soap line like fight club for christmas uh, <laughs> kyle's word was skyscraper and after doing last week's episode about die hard and home alone i'm very afraid we're just gonna do that again <laughs> uh and my word was family which again sorry guys i don't make the rules uh, i just made all of these rules and i <laughs> It was pretty easy to find mine. Um, for context, some other words that were on the list were cat, phone, blender, switch, letter, plant, calendar, beaver, which I was excited to see what could have happened there. Uh, coffee, drag race, vote, bow, and podcast. So unfortunately, we didn't get any of those really fun words. Uh, we got soap, skyscraper, and family. So knowing that there were only three of us, I feel like you you put way too many options on the table. Just like Hallmark did. <laughs> I also like the idea of you being like, "Look at all these cool ideas we could have gone with." Okay, back to our lame soap movie. Back to the other ones. To- it's only <laughs> lame if you make it lame. So don't make it lame. Uh, okay. Uh, but Kyle, we'll start with you. How did you end up making a Christmas skyscraper work for you in a Christmas movie this year? So this was pretty easy, Drew and Drew. I appreciate your time. Thanks for bringing me on the podcast tonight. Um, with the Christmas skyscraper, there was an easy answer. 
and it was Die Hard, right? But I was like, nah, we just talked about Die Hard. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the easy way out. So I looked up and down. I looked across the universe. I looked everywhere that Roku TV search bar would let me work, <laughs> would let me look. And I got to... I got to nothing. There is a movie called Skyscraper starring uh-huh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which is a really terrible movie. So I, I watched that instead of watching Die Hard. And about three quarters of the way through the movie, I thought, man, this is not a Christmas movie. I should have made sure this is a Christmas movie first. So then I went and watched Die Hard. And then I went back and finished Skyscraper. And um, that is all I did for this episode. So uh, I've watched Die Hard and Skyscraper, neither of which is truly a Christmas movie. Drew with a U, back to you. I don't want to shame you in front of all of our audience, but I will. Uh, You could have used a little creative license to pick a movie that wasn't maybe directly in the title, but a skyscraper would have been very important. Something like uh, Home Alone 2. Um, Elf. Basically any movie that was set in New York. (laughs) You could have have picked any Christmas movie set in New York in the plaza. Uh, or Christmas at the Plaza, whatever it was called. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you could have picked any movie set in New York, and that would have been okay for you. That's a good point. So here we go. Okay, so my 15-minute my fifteen minute breakdown of Die Hard. It begins with John McClane. He's on a plane. It sounds like, Kyle, really, uh, you get a participation grade, I guess. <laughs> thanks thanks for really bringing I will role. break down Die Hard and Skyscraper together if you want. <laughs> I think that you should see one of them, and the other one you should not see. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's so bad in Skyscraper, that movie makes no sense. I want you to pick terrible. out the most Christmas moment in Skyscraper. I think it's when the family's reunited, but even that is comes with some baggage. Um, <laughs> maybe when the whole building blows up, I don't really know. It's very similar to Die Hard, except there's less blood, and there's also less good acting. So, uh, but for a, for a Christmas movie, Skyscraper, pretty good. Nine out of ten. Okay. All right. Well, that's a terrible recommendation. Drew with a U, uh, how did you make a Christmas <laughs> soap work for you? Listen, this was not easy. Uh, a couple hindrances come up when you Google a Christmas soap. One being there's a very famous scene in A Christmas Story involving soap. Oh, yeah, One Ralphie. of the quintessential Christmas movies. Yep. Uh, and a very iconic soap scene. So it's hard to get past that because I did not want to do a Christmas Story. I do not like that movie. It makes me uncomfortable to watch. It's because you're a good person. So Right. Uh, the other option was that if you type in a Christmas soap movie, the Google is like, hey, are you talking about the genre of soap opera? Because there are a bunch of Christmas things revolving <laughs> soap operas, uh, revolving around soap operas. Um, and I at first didn't want to do that, but I eventually gave in and decided to find the most movie version of a Christmas soap opera wow. I could find, which happened to be a Christmas special made by the creators of Days of Our Lives, one of the <laughs> longest-running soap operas of all time. Now, oh, Days no. of Our Lives started in 1965 and is still running to this day. In fact, Days of Our Lives, A Very Salem Christmas, came out last year, thank the Lord on high, because <laughs> that's what I chose to do a Christmas soap about. <laughs> so knowing all of that, and also, well, so these Days of Our Lives started out as a 30-minute episode that premiered 
every weekday. And in the 1970s, it got bumped up to an hour-long viewing every weekday. How many episodes do you think that they've made? Uh, like... With all of that information. Like 2,000. Kyle? 100 million. 1,000. 2,000. The correct answer was close to 14,500 episodes. Oh my. Wow. <laughs> In this one town. <laughs> Whoa. Revolving around three families, the Bradys, the Damaras, and the Hortons. So I jumped into this universe oh, in no. 2021 <laughs> oh, no. and tried to pick up the pieces. And it was not made any easier due to the fact that this movie special is geared around two of the characters are having a Christmas celebration. And one guy turns to his boyfriend and says, hey, why aren't you happy about around Christmas time? I just set up the tree. And he's like, well, I'm an author. And I have to write a story for a movie that's due tonight, and I haven't even started it. Oh, good. And then he helps him write it. Uh, he's like, what if you just did a Christmas movie? I'll help you write it. And then we take us back to the Salem era, where he kind of rewrites some events and characters and moves them around. And I think it's supposed to be, hey, you've watched these characters for 60 years. What if these were a couple? What if these two characters hung out instead of being enemies the whole time? And so they just kind of mix around everybody. And so it was incoherent for me to follow these storylines and characters. And I don't know if this is how the show is supposed to be or who relates to who normally. But I'm going to attempt to break down how the movie oh, explained no. everybody. Um, suffice it to say, this is a soap opera world. And so there's a lot of love and betrayal and sex and affairs and intrigue and at one point a baby gets switched at birth oh, no. and it turns a, out a yeah baby switch yeah yeah it's pretty crazy um there's a couple there's like four teens that are you know two of them are lovey-dovey and then the other two are like i wish i was dating the other person and so the whole you know movie they're trying to you know i love you really you shouldn't love him you're not really in love there's a whole that love rhombus going on um i'm gonna tip to break this down because it kind of it gets kind of confusing here um so nick is in love with gabby but she only sees him as his best friend as her best friend and so she really has a crush on brody so she can't even see nick brody's having an affair with Kristen, who's married to john the innkeeper oh good john, old john the innkeeper yes are you following with me oh, I'm, I'm with okay. you so far Marlena is the owner of the diner. She kind of has a thing with John. Her daughter, Sammy, definitely has a thing with EJ, who's a rich businessman, <laughs> who I think that's her ex. And he keeps bringing his daughter to the diner to hang out with Sammy because the daughter loves hanging out with Sammy. She just does great with him. Much to the chagrin of EJ's new wife, Nicole, Ooh. who only cares about money. Of course. And is just the Scrooge of the episode. Ah. It's so sad to see. It's so hard to watch. Um, we we learn at this point, every single owner of a building in Salem gets an eviction notice oh. because Paulina, the evil business lady who owns the town, is trying to sell out their rights so that she can build Price Town, the new big mall it's called market. Price Town. If there's <laughs> yeah. if there's anything I know about sixteen hundreds. Salem, it's that there was at least one Paulina. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. 
my my wife made a good point, which is why would you put a character named Paulina in a story with a character named Marlena? And <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that just not be far overlooked. too confusing. Yeah. Um, so all of the townspeople have to get together and pool their money. They start a fundraiser. They learn that if they can pool together enough money by midnight on Christmas Eve, then they can buy back their rights and they don't have to sell their town. Wow. Wow. So they all come together. These story plot lines kind of interweave, interwove, are interwoven. Gabby, or Brody comes to Gabby. You know, she has a crush on Uh him and says, you know, I'm having an affair with, well, she doesn't say this, but he's talking about his affair with Kristen, the innkeeper's wife, and is like, I, you know, I love this woman, but she doesn't know it. I don't know how to tell her. And Gabby thinks that he's talking about her. So she says, "Write write her a letter. He's like, that's a great idea. So he goes and love actually is Kristen and holds up a bunch <laughs> of posters. And it's just a shh, don't, don't say anything because your husband's in the other room. And just holds poster after poster saying, I love you. Will you be with me? I know you're only with me for your body. But we could really be something. At first, she turns him down. And he walks away and is sad. Eventually, they end up together. Then they cut back to the fundraiser where there ends with a drag show followed by a male Santa strip tease Chippendale routine where all of the male leads end up in Christmas-themed underwear. Amazing. And they finally <laughs> round up enough money with a Christmas miracle to buy back their town. Mm. It's incredible. Allie ends up with Trip. Johnny ends up with Chanel. Spoilers! Nick, Gabby finally realizes that Nick was perfect all along, right under her nose. Oh, How did she not good. see him? <laughs> Kristen goes to Brody. That. John, the innkeeper, ends up with Marlena, kind of, even though he doesn't really know that his wife's cheating on him right now. I don't know. That was kind of interesting. And then after all of this, after all of the falling action of the main storyline, EJ breaks into the diner and says, Sam, Sammy, I just learned that my wife changed babies at the birth of our child, Sydney, and the reason she loves you so much is because she's your daughter. And then Nicole walks in, is like, "What's going on here?" And then Sammy slaps her in the face. Tell me that child's mine. And she's like, "No." So he slaps her again. Oh. Tell me that child's mine. And finally, she says, "Okay, I did it. I switched the babies." It's oh wow, amazing. <laughs> uh, so I have to ask: after watching that, did that make you want to watch any of Days of Our Lives so that you oh can figure gosh. out the I- backstory? <laughs> I'm really trying to figure out what's the best season to hop in on Days of Our Lives because I have to find like a Doctor Who when they replaced the main actor. When can I? At, can I start in the 70, 1970s? Can I get into the nineteen eighties? When when's a good time? When do they revamp it? I think I'm excited for. I think soap operas are one of those things that they're just planning on you starting at any point and and <laughs> yeah. being like you'll figure it out. All right. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out. Don't we'll worry. rewrite everything in 1,400 episodes anyway. Yeah. So. I love that other sh- shows like really celebrate when they hit their 100th episode. They're like, oh my god, what an achievement. This is so great. And at this point, Days of Our Lives is like, listen, we don't even care anymore. It's like... They're like the uh, the immortal... 14,000 episodes. Yeah, it's like when you have an immortal person in a show that's just like, listen, I just want to die. Like... I don't even want to be here anymore. It's like yeah. Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. It's like I killed myself so many times, <laughs> yeah. and like I just keep coming back. They, they release an episode, an hour long episode every weekday. That's five hours of TV they write 
every week and film every week. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, uh... that's in- for 58 seasons. That's insane. So hopefully y'all were able to follow any of that. I still have trouble and I'm reading off my notes. So <laughs> that is a Christmas soap. I love well, thank you for your effort. Uh you got a very hard word, but I, I am proud of you for your Herculean effort. I feel like we put in similar amounts of effort. No, yeah. so uh, <laughs> truly, truly similar types of research and effort. Uh truly I can't express how joyous I am to both of you uh, for helping me do this episode. So, rounding it out... Do you want me to break down Die Hard? So, rounding it out, Handsome Drew was randomly assigned the word family. And if you if you Google uh, or search for Christmas movie family, uh, it usually comes up with all of the, like, family rated christmas movies so i had to get very specific i did find a couple mm-hmm. um i found my christmas family tree uh which mm. barely beat out my big fat christmas family <laughs> no um, and there was one other one that i can't remember off the top of my head it's like a family for christmas yeah i think that's right uh starring gretchen wiener from uh, mean girls no way oh, she's in like all the hallmark <laughs> movies now uh good for oh, her big time but yeah, so I ended up going with my Christmas family tree, otherwise known as 23 and Christmas, which is what I'm calling it. And this follows <laughs> a young entrepreneur, uh, social worker. I guess she's not an entrepreneur. She works for a nonprofit in New York <laughs> as a, uh, a foster care uh, putting uh, kids into foster care into adoption, and she really loves Christmas. And you could tell because of the opening scene, she goes out of her way to make sure all of her employees know how much she cares about them and giving them all gifts and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She does a DNA test and then gets matched with a paternal match and figures out, oh my gosh, this might be my long lost father. She reach out mm. to him, and he is this stay at home or you know this dad with a lovely family and you know three kids and a wife living in connecticut you know outside of the city and just really loves christmas and you're like hey how can i love this guy how is he such a good guy but also has this daughter he's never met or knows about and it turns out the only way they could get around it was he was a war veteran and he met this he met her mom and then he had to go on tour for several years and when he no. came back he oh, just wow. couldn't find her just throwing his oh, hands up sad. in the air that's so dark yeah and so he goes I, you know it was before cell phones or social media so i just couldn't find her anymore which war uh i don't know based off the timeline <laughs> like the persian gulf maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. He went to the Middle East at some point when cell phones weren't around, so it had to be like the okay. Gulf War. <laughs> okay. Hallmark didn't want to like make anybody pick sides to like right, so right. Like, yeah. He went to the war, <laughs> um, like the the big war, like the Great War. I would love he was to in the back trenches. With, like, he came back with like British red garbs and a riding crop. Yeah. It's like I'm back from war. Turns out he just went to Grenada. He just went to the beach <laughs> for like 72 hours. Wasn't even a big deal. Uh, anyway, 
yeah, that I thought that was a funny ploy because it's the only way they could get around him being a deadbeat dad. They, yeah, they're like, yeah. well, they can't be mad at veterans. <laughs> and it's like, all right, that's fifty percent of our population that watches. Yeah, these so it's movies. like, all right, cool. I guess that explains why he just never met his thirty-year-old daughter. Anyway, we'll just move off of that one. <laughs> need you get off my back on that real? Yeah, quick. just real quick. I mean, I need you get all the way off my back about it. So uh, she goes and meets the dad. They talk, and he immediately is like, "I would like to invite you to Christmas." Like, no questions asked. I've never met you before. We've talked for 30 seconds. Why do you come meet my entire family and spend Christmas with us? But I can't drive you. Why don't you take a ride with our family friend, Chris? And the moment I heard that, I I said out loud, well, Chris is going to be hot. And sure enough, (laughs) sure enough, in the next scene, here comes hot young Chris, who is like, I'm not related to the family in any way. And I want to make that clear up front. <laughs> Not your weird cousin, just a family friend. My dad was an army buddy of this guy's. Again, can't be mad at the vets. So, young Question. hot girl gets in the car with young hot Chris, and now we're on our way to Christmas. Yes, Drew, with a U, you have a question. Yes, uh, this hot, hunky Chris, would you say he's more of a Hemsworth Chris, more of a Pratt Chris, maybe a Pines Chris, or an Evans Chris? Uh, I'd say he's somewhere between a Pines or an Evans Chris. Ooh, okay. It's right. The shorter hair, very quaffed, very angular features. Yeah. Uh, okay. Not like ruggedly handsome or like used to be fat handsome. No, no, no. This is, uh, he could have pulled off ruggedly handsome, but this is just straight, okay. this is metropolitan handsome. So I would okay. I would use that as Chris Evans just uh, straight up. Okay, but that's yeah. teach their own. Yeah, uh, which I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I want to get into <laughs> before I go further into this movie, I want to break down a couple of classic Hallmark traits to Christmas movies. Oh, they were talking about the the traits of the uh, the Chris's. Well, no, <laughs> it's gonna Different it's gonna relate. Um, okay. Every Hallmark movie has to have some of the following things, and. The hot guy is one of them. And usually you're going to recognize him and go, I've seen you in something before. And it was the last four Hallmark movies that you also watched because he was also in those. I, I don't know how they do it. It's like Scientology. They sign these guys to like 20 year contracts where all they do is make these, they just crank out these Hallmark movies for like 20 years at a time. Until they like are worn out and they spit them out and then they get the new hot guy. Then they bring that guy back 20 years later to reprise him as the old man character. And then he does about five nice. more movies like that. Anyway, a Hallmark, <laughs> anyway. a Hallmark Christmas movie will have some of the following. A cute intro about how much love that character has for Christmas. I mean, like it's going to come out of no, like the opening title sequence will just be them Trimming the tree, giving presents, uh, like watching a Christmas story, and then they'll look to the camera and be like, that's the 30th time I've watched this this year, or whatever. Like, (laughs) they're going to go out of their way in the first 90 seconds to establish this person loves Christmas to a degree you can't understand. Then the same actor will appear and you'll go, oh, I know them from five other movies. We already talked about that. Um, The character will have... One of the characters, at least, will have a very nondescript but high-paying sounding job, like corporate attorney, or marketing ambassador, or franchise (laughs) developer. 
You're going to be like, tell me more about your job. And they'll be like, no, I won't. But you know that it's... <laughs> I can't. You know that it sounds good, right? <laughs> it's unimportant. Mm-hmm. The screenwriter I, I doesn't know enough about this to really write in more detail. Yeah, buzzword. Buzzword. Synergy. <laughs> Culture. Synergy. Exactly. <laughs> Consultant. <laughs> Um, there's there's going to be a driving scene at some point in the movie when the two lovebirds get some real quality time together, and one of them is going to make some kind of like sarcastic quip to the other one, and that's when they're going to look at each other and be like, "Wait, are we in love? It's too early to tell, but we're planting the seeds." Um, there's going to be a way overly cliche best friend who's obsessed with the main character's love life, and this is this could go either direction. This could be. Like, gay best friend. This could be, uh, like, a dude's best friend growing up. This could be a best girlfriend. You know, whatever. Like, the there's going to be an overly cliche best friend that, like, every time they talk to each other on the phone, and they will talk to each other on the phone, one of them's going to be like, oh, I'm having a really hard time. They're like, I understand. But how hot is this bod? And you're going to be like, well, okay. <laughs> I came to you with, like, a really intense emotional feeling. And it's like, yeah, but how good are his abs? And you're like, all right. I mean, they're pretty good. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, the next thing, there's going to be some kind of tragic loss that somebody has experienced, and it's going to be explained probably three quarters of the way through the movie, maybe halfway, Mm -hmm. uh, with really dramatic piano music playing in the background. Uh, There's also going to be some... And this is... Sorry, go ahead. This is it. This is probably where, like, the crux of the issue has come from. Oh, like, no, no, no. The crux of the issue for Hallmark movies doesn't come till the last 15 minutes. The first hour okay, and a half is literally just entirely build-up of fun times, good times, happy times. <laughs> and and <laughs> sprinkled in there throughout, there's going to be a little bit of, like, but my mom died 30 years ago. Bah, bah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're going to go, but look at this Christmas tree. Uh, there's also going to be some big event that's happening. They're going to be leading up to it the whole time. Some kind of gala, some kind of auction, some kind of like town meeting, some kind of special like Christmas event that always happens. And sometimes it's just going to be the, the big family reunion, whatever it is. They're just going to keep talking about it, like the big event, the big event. I hope nothing dramatic happens the day before and or of. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it will. Uh, <laughs> and then the last two... Classic trademarks are going to be... I almost said Hallmarks, but that was cheesy. Uh, and I, nice. I avoided the pun on purpose. Um, will be There will absolutely be fake snow. Because they will shoot these in LA in August. And they're just going to like put white felt on stuff and be like, but you know that that's snow. Um, and, this, and this one specifically, <laughs> they had a snowball fight. And they were throwing snowballs at people and they were literally bouncing off of the the jackets <laughs> like it was just styrofoam like oh no i was gonna say do you think it's styrofoam? you got me uh, someone's gonna fall in love in 36 hours and profess love that man they just can't know that they feel that but they are and then finally there's gonna be a reference uh slash gift that reminds someone of their childhood memory that they shared earlier in the movie potentially but not necessarily also related to the dead tragic loss that they also mentioned so those are all the traits of a hallmark movie back to my christmas family tree (laughs) (laughs) 
it hits all of those notes. The end. <laughs> it does. It really does. So the the daughter goes to the family. They're standoffish at first. The dad's like, no, like she's gonna be great. She wins all of them over through like very specific vignettes where you know one of the daughters is like, I have a dance coming up. She's like, let me go buy you a dress. And now they're best friends. One of the daughters is like, <laughs> I have a you know, solo in the Christmas pageant, but I'm nervous about it. And she's like, let me help you get over your nervousness. And they're like, now we're best friends. The son is like, I like your dog. And she's like, I also like my dog. And they're like, now we are best friends. That one was a little <laughs> less, you know, great. But she does also That's fall in love with one. hot guy Chris, you know, who, again, not part of the family. No. They try really hard to, like, really drive home the point, like, he is not part of the family. Like, I know we're the Hallmark Channel, but we're not in Arkansas. Like, <laughs> our our favorite listener is from Arkansas. That's tough. But the crux of the movie comes when Vanessa, I think her name is Vanessa. It doesn't matter. Uh, gets a <laughs> gets a call from the DNA company that just says, "Turns out we switched your DNA with another Vanessa Hall. My bad." Which, first of all, you should sue the pants off that company. You gave them oh, yeah. your DNA, and they gave you someone else's DNA. Like you, like uh, <laughs> Better Call Saul is just literally licking his lips about like I'm gonna make so much money. And surprisingly to me, to Chris? no, I thought that that was gonna be the okay. twist. Turns out, still not related. <laughs> okay, good. Whew. No, the the whole point was like when they found out that she wasn't actually related to them, they were like, "Hey, here's the deal. We accept you anyway." But she like left. Then they went and found some old pictures of her former mom and then discovered, oh, no, she really is. Look, she looks just like her. That is our daughter. And then they went what? and found her in New York. Turns out she really was their daughter. And then she and hot oh, guy wow. Chris kiss. And uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> hot guy Chris. And <laughs> that is I'm so confused. That is my Christmas family tree. Wow, that sounds like a roller coaster. It was great. It was really. Was good. it better than Die Hard's? Uh, it was not better than Die Hard. I'll tell you that. Oh, was it better than Skyscraper? It probably was better than Skyscraper. <laughs> if I had to guess. Um, are there any other movies that you guys have seen? And Kyle, I'm looking at this one for you. Have you heard about any other Hallmark movies out there right now? <laughs> I have. So there are two Hallmark movies that were released in 2021. One is called The Sister Swap Christmas in the City. And the other is called Sister Swap Hometown Holiday. And I haven't watched these two. I've just watched Dan Harmon, creator of Rick and Morty. And community. I watched him watch these two via Instagram. And by all accounts, they seem to be the same movie. And by that I mean, they not only have the same title, with just the tagline being different, but it's the same actors who are actually twins, in the same exact pose, but just with different backgrounds. And apparently the stories are the exact same, just one is shot in a city, and one is shot... In, in the country. And that's all I've really picked up from this. But apparently Dan Harmon has gone on a tirade on Instagram 
showing like minute for minute, like shot for shot, how they were the same movie, just in different places, which proves that Hallmark has not only just like given up, like waved the white flag of like, we don't care about storytelling anymore. They're just blatantly in your face being like, we're going to make the same movie twice. You're still going to watch it. Here you go. Which I kind of appreciate about them. I feel like there's an argument to be said that they've hacked the system and that they can create the exact same movie. That's almost like a meta. Like That's almost just being like, oh, you think we can't make the same movies over and over again? Here's two of the exact same movies released in the exact same year with the same cast, same storyline. We just changed the setting. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we're definitely through the looking glass at this point. <laughs> I uh, I think I let you guys down, but I also, by, by not watching a Hallmark skyscraper, but also I feel like I also watched two better movies than you all watched this week, so I don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. To deprive yourself the mindless joy of watching a Hallmark movie, I mean... <laughs> There's nothing more Listen. relaxing than starting a movie and knowing exactly how you're going to feel for the next 94 minutes. I'll I'll go so far as to say I'm not sure if I enjoyed my movie, but I when we end this podcast, I am going to make my wife watch this movie. I, oh, no. I need somebody else to experience <laughs> Just... the insanity that I went through in 90 minutes. <laughs> Anything else you would hit on your uh, your? I know Crawford, you're the you're the big Christmas guy here. Anything else you want to plug in this Christmas holiday season? Yeah, I want to plug, and none of my co-hosts are able to talk about this. So I want to plug the fact okay. that everybody should go home and watch White Christmas, and then hug your loved no. ones. I just what did I just say? what did I just say? <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I asked for one, be cool, one time. (laughs) Everyone should go home and turn on a white Christmas and watch it and then hug your loved ones and then maybe do a dance number just for fun. Listener, thank you for uh, traveling with us on this journey of a Christmas noun, a Christmas Hallmark noun, um, as two-thirds of the podcast put a lot of work and effort into this and the other one's name is supposedly Handsome Drew. And uh, we will see you next week as we break down our favorite movies of 2022 and make them battle to the death. Battle Royale. Next time on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Was that enough? Like, I did. Great. I I thought you did great, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was trying really hard.